Welcome to the Cousin Brew Show! Yeah! What is up, Cause? What are you up to? Man, you know, I'm just up in here, uh, trying to trying to live this live the dream. Trying to live the dream. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's trying to live the dream, cause you know. Let's get right to it. Um, this uh, Tom Tom Steyer stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're recording here Saturday morning, and um, late last night I sent Cause a, a link to a tweet that I think changed his life. <laughs> it changed mine we're talking about tom steyer i mean this is a basketball show we got basketball stuff we're going to talk about here talk some jason tatum i thought that was a, a, a nice and excellent topic that you threw over to us uh last night we're going to talk some philly and some uh joel Embiid and ben simmons and maybe some clippers but um tom steyer just kind of wrecked my world last night with uh like to me this is historic material <laughs> So first of all, where is he? Like, what is the event? Well, well, let's back up. Let's back up to the top. So people, I mean, this is a podcast. I really wish this was like a show know, on you, TV because this, you, this like, you're listening to this. Like, go, just pause it. Go to YouTube right now and yeah, sync <laughs> up the up, show. Up, Tom Tom Steyer dancing. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you, do you <laughs> I'm watching it on replay and on loop, and I, I hope uh, I have the best version of this. I feel like I've got a pretty good version of this because we're like we got like third, fourth row access, and it's yeah. juvenile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's juvenile. juvenile. I haven't seen juvenile, and I don't know how long. When was the last time you saw juvenile? Last time I saw juvenile, I don't know. I mean, I, it's one of those things that you go like, you're like, oh, good, he's still alive. You know, like it's been it's been that long. He know? looks good. Looks great. No, he looks great. He's he's performing. You, you uh, always worry about that with guys that you know your your nineteen nineties late or early two thousands. You know, I don't. Was he a one hit wonder? Uh, he had back that. Do you, what do you do? What's the song? Actually, me just unmute it and I get a hear that. I'm pretty sure it's back that ass up. Yeah, which back that up. Yeah, that's not yeah, the name of the song. What's it? Yeah, I don't. I remember the name of the song, but that's the. That's what did he do? Um... I think he had a, a, a he had like two. Okay, he's a two <laughs> he hit like wonder. Two. Sometimes those guys show up at these things and they don't look so good. Right, right. You know, <laughs> all the fame and the fortune, it, it just sort of goes to their head. And uh, but yeah, no, um, I don't know where to start with this, but um, I, I feel like a Yang Steyer ticket I could have gotten behind <laughs> now for sure. <laughs> Like for those who don't know, me and Brewski are pretty pretty big uh, Yang fans, and he's out of the race now. But but you know Tom Steyer is just you know another billionaire. Like to me, strictly in terms of comedy, like Yang yeah. Yang loves a great joke. Oh man! And Steyer. So okay, wait. So if you've gotten the video up, Juvenile's doing his thing. I, I, I think Juvenile's having a great performance here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Steyer has joined him on stage, and he's getting after it, man. He, yeah, he, he's not, he's not, he's not quitting. You know, like t- sometimes, <laughs> you know, when this kind of thing happens, you know, the singer or the rapper, they gotta like, you know, drag the person up there, and then you, you they're up there for a little bit, and they're like tapping their foot. Then maybe they start to snap, and then you know, then then maybe they kind of do like some sort of sway. Like Steyer is getting it. I mean, he oh. is. He's been. And is that his wife back there? I, well, too? that's the that is the big question. I'm sure the internet has figured this out and already knows everything about her life. Um, <laughs> is she a staffer? Is it a wife? I don't know. But at one point in time, he grabs the mic like he's gonna rap. I know that's the best. And, but 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 the problem with this and why we were declined this great moment in history was the mic wasn't on. You can oh. see he grabs it and he's he's about to spit some serious game, and then yeah. he's like he he clicks it like oh crap this isn't on and then he tries to turn it on but then the moment is passed. <laughs> and, and the and it's crazy because like, you know he's getting after it to the point where it's not like sometimes it's like you know like I was just uh, I was I was just seeing that like in L.A. Public Enemy and is going to be at the Bernie Sanders rally you know. And I was like, but I don't see, like, Bernie Sanders, you know, 
maybe he listened to a couple of songs, but I don't think that he's like a fan necessarily of Public Enemy. Like Steyer grabs the mic, like he he's he knows all the words to the song. Like he, Juvenile's his guy, you know, and, the, and the, that he was like he like he's been waiting his whole life to be on stage with Juvenile. To his, to his credit, though, there's a moment where Juvenile is like getting with the first couple rounds of or first couple rows of the crowd. And Steyer is with him, and they're kind of in sync. On, I think on... a way better version than I do. I've just got this little – he's already on stage, um, and he's got this – yeah, I don't have a good He's stuff. pointing at a camera. Both of them are pointing at a camera. And Yeah, yeah you got the good one. I, 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 got I don't it. know if you remember the movie Hitch where um, yeah, uh, yeah. Will Smith's teaching Kevin James how to dance. and he, <laughs> he, I think he did the pizza guy part of the yeah. dance. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I know we've dragged this out a long time, but um, yeah, the lady in the back, she's she's the MVP. Oh uh, yeah, of yeah. This. she's getting after it too. I mean, she's getting after it too. I mean, you could tell that she has been nodding her head to Juvenile. You it know, really is I, a great song, I should add. Yeah, and anybody can do it. Anybody. <laughs> You can back the ass up, so it's it's, it's really. <laughs> I'm telling you, like when our kids' kids look back at what happened in the twenty aughts in the twenty twenties, they're just gonna wonder how did we survive? I don't know. Okay, now I, we we probably should end this segment, but we can't because I I went to YouTube and I put in Tom Steyer dancing, and what first pops up is. <laughs> Something about him at some kind of Martin Luther King rally. So yeah, this is in South Carolina. Not even, not even, it's not even this. Oh, it's wait. not even this. This is a this is something completely different. Oh no! So he does this all the time. <laughs> Apparently, I give it. There's a there's this awful commercial. Okay, I gotta I gotta stick with this. It's almost done. Well, it, I got more. He's wearing the same tie he wears every time. There he goes. There he goes. There he goes. All right, all right, I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut it because we can't. It's not as good. It's not as good. This we, is. We, we, he's but, clearly but, but still, like this is like out of um, Silicon Valley when when they um, had was it Florida? Florida. Let <laughs> <laughs> right, me clear the tear the tears from my eyes. Oh yeah, no. I mean, this is the world we live in, and. Um, you know, it, it just gets more ridiculous by the day. Um, the NBA, the NBA is in a good place. I mean, you got KD out there talking about, you know, legalizing weed. I think that's... Uh, oh, that's well, good for him. You know, that's uh, his first good move in a long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got Giannis and Harden are bickering. Yeah, and, that's that's great. I love that. that. I think it's the best thing ever. And, and you know, like... They don't like each other. This isn't like a, a show. This isn't for. I mean, this this is, goes back to the off season when Harden, Harden started uh, talking trash to Heating about not getting the MVP. I mean, this is this is real stuff. So I just love it. I just love I, it. I, I, um, I forget his name. Um, well, hopefully he doesn't listen. Uh, <laughs> he uh, had a great theory on this about how this kind of came about. How like. This is your classic kind of schoolyard thing where somebody didn't really talk that much trash about the other person, but then like the 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 word made it to the other guy and they got totally embellished, and now they're in a full blown uh, fight over this. I game of telephone, you know, like, <laughs> like I didn't like his tie. I don't think I'm gonna make it through this show, cause because this video keeps auto playing in the background. <laughs> Which one are you talking? I'm still watching Steyer, man. I haven't. No, I can't. Oh, you watch the Martin Luther King one yet? I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, go on a long rant about something so I can get there. Um, yeah, he. So it's. Yeah, somebody says, like, I didn't like that person's tie. And then it gets back to the other person and it gets back to him. <laughs> yeah, he tried to strangle me with the tie, you know? That's kind of what. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of what this. That's a, that's a good theory on how this thing got escalated. But uh, I, I had just enough time to type Martin Luther King Steyer, something <laughs> I never thought I'd ever type into Google. <laughs> oh, apparently boy. they had a relationship, says Google. Oh boy! All right, I got some post show reading to do. <laughs> Who, Martin right. Luther King and Tom Steyer. 
www.crystalnose.com because crystal knows <laughs> if, if crystal if it came from crystal you know you know it's it was, it's true it's <laughs> uh yeah jason tatum you want to segui our way on up. into jason like tatum old, for those of you who ha- are new to the show this is the old school cousin brew where we we would spend 30 minutes yakking about god knows what and then we would get to some better <laughs> That's why ratings are so high, Cos. <laughs> all right. All right. Jason Tatum. Legit future number one for the Celtics question mark is the question here. So uh, Jason Tatum had himself a little stretch here. And uh, I, I remember when I looked at him and uh, did my X amount of time for my draft research, which is never enough, and thought, you know, that guy kind of reminds me of Carmelo Anthony, and um, I thought his first year in the league would be his best year in the league, or, or close to it, because I kind of worried that he would not have physicality or, or foot speed over the years. Um, no, that was all wrong. And uh, <laughs> wah, 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 wah. and uh, he, um, he's got plenty of quickness. He, he's a thinner player than I ever thought he would be. Um, yeah. Anything, yeah he, he's, he needs more weight. Like- yeah, he definitely looked like a Duke, like he could definitely eat himself out of the league. Well, I think he was fat, but he wasn't like as tight as an 18-year-old should be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it looked like he could he could have some problems with that. But, woo, yeah, he's like lean. He's he, really lean. <laughs> he's lean, and, and, and I know that he um, that Kobe's a mentor for him. Um, but he, he, he might remind me more of Kobe than any other player out there. Um, just with the the way he approaches the game, um, it's a lot of his offensive smoothness. Um, mm. But uh, you know the Celtics are in a, in a really unique position because I, I like when teams have just enough players to get it done, and and those guys <laughs> get to go out every night and give thirty plus minutes. They 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 know they're needed. They max out on all of their volume, you know, and 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 everybody's. Well fed and happy. And, <laughs> well fed. <I> <laughs> well, I, and the opposite of that is that teams, like for whatever reason, they stack up eleven guys that are all of the same playing level and try to wedge them all into like fifteen minutes a game. And yeah. nobody's happy. And I think we've had that conversation where we're on a little bit different sides of that. But uh, I just like it this way in Boston. So he's been he's been going off. And your question to me, which I might turn around and throw back to you, is, uh, is he a legit number one player, you know, that you can sort of build around? And I think my answer to that is, is maybe, um, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I've seen enough of the, um, the intangible toughness to drag a team across you know, some sort of a finish line that I'd like to see. I guess the the easy way out of this one is to say, well, let's wait until the playoffs, you know, <laughs> and see how he does. But um, it's a question that I didn't think we'd be asking this yeah. season. So to that I, end. You're right. And I don't think the Celtics thought they'd be asking it either because I, I think they've been chasing that number one guy for a couple of years now, right? I mean, they they went and got Kyrie and, you know, they, you know, they had Isaiah Thomas and they went and got Gordon Hayward. And I think that, you know, what what makes me feel like, yes, he is that dude is how much better his handle has gotten. I think that when your handle and improves this much in a, this shorter time and he's really confident with it, I, I, it just shows that you're putting in a certain amount of work ethic. He has had really good playoff games, so I, I feel like he's got that mentality. I don't think that playoffs are going to be um, something that it's going to be too big for him, even when everybody knows he's the guy that has to be stopped. And I and I just think he's finishing. I mean, he's he's not he's not he's finishing. He's not settling. Like he's. If he misses a couple of threes, he immediately is going to get to the bank. Like, he's he's not just falling in love with it and, like, I'll shoot myself out of this thing. He's like, I'm going to go to the paint. I'm going to get some contact. 
I'm gonna get myself going. So I'm. I think that they have. I think that he is. I, I'm gonna put my stamp of approval. Jason Tatum is a number one, and the Celtics can shift gears and build around him. You know, I'm using this unknown uh, product that we haven't released yet over at Hoopball um, with some stats and uh, looking at his games. And uh, he has gone on a tear, man. So he's 28 points, 33, 32, 26, 39, 28, 41, 36, and 33 points. Um, shooting no worse than really like 50% throughout that span other than a couple bad games. And I kind of want to ask you, cause if we can add a topic into this show, and, and maybe that's famous last words, but uh, the Rockets held him to uh, 5 of 15 from the field and 0 of 7 from deep. And that was his one sort of uh, blemish, at least scoring-wise. He had a good game elsewhere in the stats, um, in the box score. So uh, that team obviously has like four guys that profile, you know, really well, you know, against him defensively. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe three, I don't know. Um, But the... uh, those scoring numbers, they're legit. And yeah, Kemba's been out for a lot of that. Them having two guys, really, you know, that can be sort of um, fringe number one guys. Yeah. It's kind of making them dangerous, man. Um, You know, we will talk about Philly here in a second, but, you know, Philly's on the decline. Uh, Toronto looks great. Uh, And obviously Milwaukee looks great. But, you know, does, does Tatum's play elevate them into the discussion of that Eastern conference, um, you know, title or whatever crown. Yeah. I, I, to think, the finals. I think so because of, because of Kemba's willingness to step back. Like this was, we, we talked about this last year with Kyrie that, you know, cause neither of us were our big Kyrie guys. And so, you know, we, we talked about, how much is he stumping the growth of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? And you could see it like, I mean, I think I saw one of the first three games that the Celtics were playing. And it was just like glaringly obvious, you know, just that early in the season that these guys are really good and they just needed someone that actually likes being a teammate. And actually wants to pass the ball once in a while. Yeah, you, so, how many stories that we had out of Boston this year about anything of a discomfort? Right. None. So, they none, just cruised. They were cruising along. And so I think when we know that we know that Kemba can give it to you, and we know he's not afraid of the moment. And then having that other guy that also is not, but there won't be the kind of like and they're actually running remember how we used to talk about how great of a coach Brad Stevens was? And like they're actually running his sets again. They're actually, mm. <laughs> you know, he actually he actually has people in the in the building that actually are interested in listening to what he has to say. <laughs> so it's 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 really I, I I do I do believe that the way he's playing and then and then Marcus Smart is you know continuing. Uh, I, I his, love that his, guy. I yeah, I cannot get enough. It, it's so much fun watching him play basketball. Absolutely. I, it's, Absolutely, he, he he might remind me of, of of your game cause as much as anybody I've seen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, high high compliments. No, but I mean, like just like ferociously getting after it on defense to the point where, like, I'm sure, like you just must hate to play Marcus Smart. Ever. Oh yeah, I mean, just my God, he's he's he takes every angle that that you could possibly take out there. Yeah. Uh, that and if you're a player out there and and you want to, even if you fake it, doing what he's doing out there, activity right. wise, people will think you're playing great defense. Um, right. I, I just it blows my mind these guys that just stand out there and just don't move at all. And um, you know, all you would have to do is fake it a little bit. You'd get you know people off your back. Um, but. Uh, you got Gordon Hayward, you know, he, yeah. to, he's a sort of his peak physicality right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Tice is, is he's always been just sort of sitting there and he's never been able to handle more than 18 minutes a game health wise. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and he's out there doing good things, really athletic and, um, 
gives them a, an they need that extra rim protection because they're they're kind of short, you know, yeah. overall. So it's I, I I like them as a you know um, a team nobody wants to face in, right. in the playoffs. Um, I'm a pivot to Philly unless you got anything else. No, no, because Philly Philly's a spicy meatball, man. They are full of well, spicy meatballs. Uh, that's a good understatement. They are a, they are a freaking train wreck. They're a uh, a week old cheesesteak. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They are the guy that had a cheesesteak for lunch, and he's driving. He he shouldn't be driving. He might be a little high, leaving his buddy's house. And there's like, he looks down in the bag and there's like one more bite of cheesesteak left. And he's debating. He's super hungry. And he's just debating. Should I, I know I shouldn't be eating this cheese. I know. But I have to go to dinner in an hour. And I'm going to try to save my appetite. So he scarfs down that last disgusting eight hour old uh, bite of cheesesteak. So yeah, that's good. That should go on like the promo material, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, Philly is – they're getting hit by the injury bug, and it's happening at a really interesting time because they're having issues pretty much all season long, but heading into this pre, you know, right as these injuries struck for Joel Embiid, shoulder, it sounds like it's okay. Heck, this could even be prescribed rest. I mean, you just uh, never know these days with the NBA. But, um, but uh, Ben Simmons' back injury is actually – probably more concerning because they don't really have a timeline on it. It seems like they're just hoping to get him right before the playoffs. And so things haven't worked out. And, you know, I'm probably, I I don't think that Al Horford is, you know, probably the guy everybody thought he was last year. He's probably, you know, going to gear it up for the playoffs I think and he'll he'll get back into everybody's good graces I think as far as what the evaluations are of his play but mm-hmm. he's just getting old you know yeah it's one of those things where he turned old like overnight yeah you know and it's not I can't imagine I mean I think there is a part of the the circus aspect and the the high level of dysfunction bet- with Simmons and Embiid that makes him that he's not fully in on fighting through being old because some of it is I think he's not he's not attitude wise the same guy this year. I think he's definitely like the age just hit him, which happens. But on top of it, he's like, well. I hate these two guys also. And <laughs> why am I going to allegedly, old, why do I hate old man? Why am I going to risk old man injury to, to lay it out for these clowns? And and so it's a bad mix. It's a really bad situation. I, there. And I, and I think, but I, but yeah, he's, he just doesn't look good at all. I, I, uh, I think it would be great if Jimmy Butler just started dishing on everything, you know, cause he, he probably knows, the, the the what and the why, and I think he would be unafraid to say so. You right. know it, what's going on there. I I look at Ben Simmons and you know just the totality of everything I've seen. I watched his documentary. Um, oh, did you watch that thing about the, when he was in college or whatever? Yeah, I did. He actually uh-huh. came out looking better. You know, for for me compared to the the stuff that was you know about him. You know. Nothing serious, just like not being a team guy, being uh, aloof, arrogant, whatever. <clears throat> he, um, but going and and dating a Kardashian, it, it's oh, he's a Kardashian victim too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I, my, I haven't had enough coffee, but yeah, no, he is, he is, he has. It's to each their own, right? Like, who who are we to say what they should be doing with their personal lives? Right, absolutely. But, but it's just, it like, you have a million choices. So if you pick this one, you're, you're, you're really, like, kind of putting, putting it out there, like, this is the direction I want to head. And yeah. it's, you get them beat on the other side of this thing, and 
he who would he remind me of as far as like an old player that you know kind of like almost like Charles Barkley but different you know like really just loud maybe not always there you know Charles Barkley played pretty hard he had his diet issues earlier in his career but Charles Barkley was a he brought it every game I I, I would but he and MB doesn't do that yeah I'm trying to think of I, I'm it's, I'm trying to, and I, and I know there's a guy out there, because there's, there's a lot of big guys. You know who he, who he is, and he played in, he played in, uh, you know who he is, he's, he's Derek Coleman. <laughs> all, all the, he's all the talent in the world. Oh, that's perfect, man. I, I knew it was the out there. There's a comp for yeah. everybody. Yeah, and, and just like, I don't think I'm going to play today, but I'm, you know, I'm gigantic, and so I can kind of fall into a double-double. But really, I'm not really going to bring it. You know, um, that, that's who Embiid reminds me of. Speaking of Derek Coleman, yeah. whatever happened to British Knights? Ooh, British Knights. They were kind of in the battle with L.A. gear for the, like, kind of useless <laughs> shoe, right? Or do you remember? I haven't thought of L.A. gear in a while. Like the D-list <laughs> shoe. Yeah. Like one of them looks down at the other. <laughs> But but so Embiid is this sort of like boisterous personality with, you know, he he, he loves getting into it with the crowd and yeah. does silly stuff. And then you've got Simmons, who's just really quiet and aloof. Mm-hmm. And with Simmons, the, 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 the inability to shoot and the shying away from, you know, contact and then the, the constraints that places on the offense. And then you've got a guy in Embiid who... Pretty much like you said, he he has to decide if he wants to be dominant or not. It's such a weird combo. It is. You don't it, ever find I, this I, in the NBA, really. No. And I'm finding myself really enjoying watching uh, Simmons on the defensive end. I think he really gets after it, and he's he's long, and so I, and I think that you know he's turning himself into a really nice you know. I would say two-way guy, but, you know, the shoot, I mean, like, forget about the threes. Like, people can take, like, I, I, I don't want to hear about him shooting threes anymore. Like, that ship is not going to happen anytime soon. But the guy's got to be willing to take a 16-footer, <laughs> you know? He's got to be willing, and he's got to improve his free-throw shooting, because that free-throw shooting is just killing him. Like, so basically, you're, they're saying with, with him, his inability to shoot free-throws, you're basically saying like our our go-to guy to get his own shots got to be Tobias Harris. You know, like in, in nothing against the, Tobias Harris or Josh Richardson, but those guys aren't guys that in the last 4 minutes of a playoff game when the entire defense is gunning for you are going to be able to get the job done. You know, so it's it's really just a, a real mess over there and indeed it, it's like I just don't know if he's – I mean, he he loves the talking crap on the uh, on Twitter and all that. He loves that stuff so much. He'll say something dumb and they're going to get mad and then he'll come and have a good game and then he'll – after the game interview will be funny. He just loves being a celebrity. I don't know how much he loves being a, like a number one basketball player, but he loves being a celebrity and that's – that's just not a good thing, you know, because you, you really the, – the number one – like I remember uh, Isaiah Thomas was – when he was retired, he was uh, in the studio and Carl Malone was talking about uh, that he wouldn't be – he's like – talk because they, they just lost the finals to Chicago. And he was like – and Malone's like, well, you know, we want to win, you know, but I'm not obsessed with it. I'm just not going to be obsessed with winning a championship. And then, then they, then they, after the interview, they go to Isaiah Thomas and say, "What do you think about that?" He's like, "Well, then he'll never win a championship." <laughs> you know, like, if you're not obsessed with it, and you're the number one guy, you're never going to win a championship. And so, Embiid, I know, is not obsessed with it. So they're just in a bad situation, is for, for me. And I, I think I might be really looking to, to get both of those guys out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> Thank you, Cause, for the long rant, because now I am able to see Tom Steyer's MLK Day dance moves. Was that the one? 
Yeah, it's it's a, it's subdued. It's not like juvenile. But he, he, you know, he's a dancer. It's cold, and you know he likes to dance. He, he's not the worst political dancer that I've ever seen. But it's no. But but there are some issues here. <laughs> probably way too much public or well pelvic thrusting in public if you're a, if you're if you're trying to get elected office and and I, I think I, I think another I mean it really does bring home how the this Martin Luther King one really brings home how much he's into juvenile because is, he's is it the same song I got it on no, no, mute no. right now it's not, it's not the same song okay. but he's kind of like yeah, he's dancing. It's not really my thing. If in his mind he's thinking, if they would bust out some juvenile, <laughs> then I can, then I can get loose, you know. Then I can get loose. But he's he's like whatever, whoever. I don't even know what this is, what this song is, but it's certainly not his. Gym, Dude, he's right? out he's, dancing, Cory Booker. <laughs> <laughs> and like you saw, like Bernie did a little. Uh, Tried a little bit, and then he, he then, did. Then, like, I'm looking at that right to, now. But, but, yeah, but Klobuchar and Booker are out there trying to trying to get going. They just know they're no Tom. I mean. Well, they're they're veterans. They know you don't take the bait and you don't dance at these things. <laughs> but Steyer can't stop himself. The music's in his blood, and he's ready to go. Oh, he's like a golden retriever. <laughs> he needs like a, some sort of a. Maybe he can like have a every stop like the whoever the one hit wonder he, uh, rapper was for that place like he needs the whoop there it is guys and his next one you know like any anything like that he has a little Arsenio in him too with the the a little mini woof 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 <laughs> uh, shout out to the dog pound oh yes um you know with with. Simmons, <laughs> Sagui, uh, with Simmons and Embiid, um, they're too weird to last long term. So your question to me, which we haven't even posed to the listeners, is do you trade them like now? Yeah. Right. And and so you've assembled this team in Philly. Um, this is the end of your process. And, and you're looking at this and saying, wah, 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 wah. Um, you're saying that. These two can't win together, right? Can we say that with certainty right now? Because I feel like we can. Yeah, I think we could say that with certainty, but we're also I'm also saying that I don't think they can win without uh, separately. Like, I don't think that there's a guy... If you trade Simmons, you know, like, even if you were to find a guy better than Embiid, I don't trust Embiid to be a good number two. <laughs> is, is really the issue. And you're saying you know? that he can't be a number one. And he Which, can't be number one. And and, yeah. and and the same same goes for well now I think Simmons might be uh, I say this and I'm not sure. I'm so I'm 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 not all in on this, obviously. He might be a good number two. Just because of he the might. defense. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Like he you know, like if you look at like you know, you look at like Markel Fultz, you know, or, or you know, Lonzo. I mean, you can work through shooting. As if you want you know, and, and maybe being in a different situation maybe that they're maybe they get somewhere where they're just going to be like listen guy you gotta you gotta learn how to shoot like this is you're a professional basketball player you gotta learn how to shoot you know well Um, that's the thing about going out with kylie jenner and i confirm my coffee brain is correct that they've been together and all that um when you you, isn't she the one with that rapper or is that someone else uh how many kids, how many kids do these people have? How arrogant I, are they? I got I know exactly. I got like, stuck on the the Tom Steyer video, so I didn't dive deep into the Kylie Jenner article that I was reading. Okay, right, right. And she's she's and, and and what's also interesting about that is she's like a bazillionaire for yeah, for yeah. for all of this just crazy stuff. Like you know, being a Kardashian, you basically are just allowed to start any sort of clothing or makeup line. That that you can think of, and boom, billionaire. Yeah, it's 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 so. And if you're if you're um, Ben Simmons, like you're just cracking into just this crazy world that's decimated many an NBA star before him. And so when people go, okay, you can't shoot, right? I mean, again, to each their own. But like 
people are going to ask, like, if you were getting sucked into that world, you know, how much is it impacting your ability to be, you know, in a Mamba mentality, for example, you know, where you're working eight hours a day trying to develop this jump shot that doesn't exist. And um, so it just poses questions. Um, But I'm not sold that he's a number two just because of if like when we look at these teams are just randomly all across the league for all these years, when you see players that just they're good enough to demand high usage, but not a, not good enough to cash in on it. It -hmm. almost never works. It's like, you're better off with a player like a PJ Tucker, you know, a Rashawn Holmes, you know, somebody that just knows their role that gets in and does that very well. And well, yeah, absolutely. It was, I mean, that's kind of the Milwaukee situation, right? There's not really a legit number two there, right? No, I mean Middleton you know, not, maybe, but no. Yeah, but he's not. I mean, when I think of a number two, I think of a guy like if the number one, and I, this is playoff stuff. I mean, we're you know we're talking about high end playoffs. You know, like uh, you know the the couple years ago when uh, you know the Warriors are down three three one and. You know, Clay Thompson takes over that game. You know, he's he's just doing whatever he has to do, and takes over the game, the game six, and gets it done. We're talking. We're talking. About you know, it's two, funny. About- I, I try to play devil's advocate in my head while you were saying that, and it, uh-huh. oh, but Clay Thompson. You know, like you know, we're talking about one of the greatest teams of all time, and then I flipped and redouble devil's advocate in my own thought. Which is, does anybody consider Clay Thompson to be at that level where he's so great we shouldn't be talking about him like that? He's, he's, so, I mean, I'm taking us down the rabbit hole here, but he's obviously very good. Um, yeah. But to your point, yeah, like a, a real number two has yeah. the ability to take over a game like that. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, that's, I guess, I guess that's kind of more my point is like, if you had said, like, okay, we got, four minutes left or we're going home and out of the, you know, 15 possessions that we have, Clay Thompson's going to take 10 of the shots. I don't think anyone would say that's a good idea, right? But he did it. (laughs) But now, now we would, now we would, but at the time, I don't think anyone would be like, yeah, sure. You know, and he was, you know, doing, going off the dribble and doing like everything. And so that's what, I don't know that like Milwaukee doesn't have that. I don't think, but they have they have a system and they, they still might they can overcome it. I think, but you look at Philly and you're just like, dude, if like if Simmons is completely shut down, what does that mean? Well, El- Embiid might just decide that he's going to take twelve threes that game. You know, like there's no <laughs> there's no like I mean, talk about Mamba mentality. There's no freaking caterpillar mentality with, with that guy you know so this question of trade or not trade is uh you know it's basically i'm trying to get the contract specifics of ben simmons i haven't really even thought about it but well he's he's got his he's got a lot he's locked i mean He's locked. He, he he maxed out, so he's got. Did did that thing get optioned? I'm looking at Spotrack, and I was expecting to see him locked up for you know ever. And uh, it looks so. Did they agree on the extension? It looks like he was due a five million or five year, one hundred and seventy million dollar extension. Yeah, I don't think that what I'm looking at. I don't think it goes out to the fifth year. So I'm just looking. He's under contract for eight million this year. Then twenty nine, thirty one, thirty three, thirty five. Right. So I, I just don't think it goes out to that last year. So he's locked in. So he's he's definitely if you if you believe in the Ben Simmons business, you know you're 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 good to go. It's not like you're renting him for a year. Ghost of him. Ghost of Stat Boy, who I almost had a beer with last night. Get out of here! Swear to you, this is true, right. Stat Boy. If you're listening, what up? Um, but the uh, he did agree. And and I think that that website Spotrack just hasn't been updated with that. So he um, did agree to a five year, one hundred seventy million dollar max contract extension, and so he's locked up. Embiid is locked up for big money, mm-hmm. and so the question in a trade is: 
you know, you're you're paying in a trade for the right to pay these guys that <laughs> money. That's what everybody always forgets. It's you're paying yeah. for, you're, you're paying for the right to get um, these guys. So I, I think it's a really interesting pivot for the Sixers if they decide to go this route. And I think it's one I would just sign off on right away. Like, what can really? you... Yeah, I think so, man. I think, like, I don't I, I want don't, Ben Simmons as the cornerstone of my team. And there's a lot of people out there who think that's insane, right? That, that my position is insane. I think you get a great ROI for him. Like, yeah. what, like two high firsts? Or, 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 or two, fi- two high firsts and, say, like a young good player yeah because i think that the because the average basketball fan doesn't really watch a lot of basketball so i think that not only are you you would get a guy who hopefully you believe in but you would really maybe excite your fan base you know if you're in one of these places that really needs it you know you could really get that could really because they i mean the the franchises do think about that kind of stuff and oh, so some of really, them more than others. And some of them to a fault. And so I think that, you know, you could really get your fan base excited with bringing a guy like that in. And, you know, and I, and I do believe in, you know, maybe a different voice. And maybe some of these smaller markets, you know, that where there, there isn't going to be this heat on you. Where maybe you can grow a little bit more, you know. I mean, Philly, they thought they had when they – you know, they, they were finally on the floor together. They, they pretty much crowned themselves champions already, you know? And they I rest. thought they had a great shot this year. Oh, well, you know? So, you know, well, when you see when you see him be crying like a baby at the end of the thing because they lost the game, you think he would have been like, okay, I'm going to, I never want to feel this pain again. I'm going to get in the gym. I'm going to bust my ass. I'm going to change my focus. I'm going to talk to whoever I need to talk to to figure out how I'm able to bring it every night. Instead, he went home, he sat on his butt and grabbed a bucket of KFC and <laughs> didn't do anything. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. The mentality is the tough part because when you have his skills and really, like, I, I almost don't even understand how they don't just put him down on the block, dump it in, and then just run everything through him and let him, you know, crush the other team every play, you know? Mm-hmm. And... They do the stupid five out stuff where, you know, they're all concerned about spacing and he's out there pump faking threes. And it's just I today's NBA in that respect. I just, you know, and, and it, I don't even want to. I'm going to I'm not going to do it. I was going to talk about Rick Carlisle's thing, but I'm not going to do it um, <clears throat> with the trade of these guys. You get to reset your franchise and in aggressive fashion. And then I even like how you have a Tobias Harris sort yeah. of left over to guide whatever that rebuild looks like. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Richardson's been just sort of flailing out there. And then I'm not quite sure where I want to know where um, the contract for Al Horford is. I'm looking at that right now. So he's locked up. Holy moly. Got a lot of and you know, it's funny. There's, there's rumors and just like, stupid internet rumors floating around, but sometimes these things have truth that like the Kings are interested in Al Horford. (laughs) And and my first thought when that, when I saw that was like, of course they are. (laughs) I, 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 there was a story that popped up and I didn't, (coughs) excuse me. I didn't read it. I I started, I didn't didn't think I didn't finish it, but there was a story of how unhappy that Glenn Robinson the third is. I saw that one. <laughs> and so think of, like think about that for a second. A guy Nobody would told rather, him his role or something. <laughs> yeah, but but think about think about that. That a guy would rather be losing every single game in Golden State right now than be on a, a Philly team that's in the that's gonna be in the playoffs. Well it's it's a bad organization. <laughs> I mean they've been like they've held Brett Brown out there you know, as on the chopping block, pretty much his entire time he's been there. Yeah. They he's do. Gotta, well, for his own sanity, he should, he should step down. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he looks like a longshoreman, fisherman kind of guy, you know, like Long John Silver or something, but like a sad version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I actually like Brett Brown. I don't I know do if he, I don't know if he's the greatest coach, but I just love listening to him talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just think you get to repivot your organization, and like, what would Embiid get? He would get probably more. I would think. You know, like, so you're looking at possibly getting like an Oklahoma City like Hall. Sure. And for that all- might be, you know, that might be a great fit for him. I, I think that. Oh I wow! Think that a, I think that a couple of years with Chris Paul might do him some good. <laughs> you know, or I mean, it's one of those things. Or is his mental? Is his mental? The way he approaches things mentally so broken. You know, like his 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 what he thinks is important so twisted that. He's probably is he going to just be like, man, shut up, you're you're old, you're washed up, you don't have, you know, you're not going to tell me what to do. You've never won anything, <laughs> you know, like or, mm, or is, yeah, or is he go like, man, this guy can get me. Like Chris Paul is still playing at a pretty damn high level. I mean, Chris Chris Paul can get a Joel and B. Hey, the fact he got up and got that oop, that's just I don't know, man. That just impressed the crap out of me. In what? He did it in the All-Star game. And oh, Chris Paul? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he got up and got an oop, and that would be like the last person in the NBA that I think would do that. Right. Sorry, but, I, I sidetracked this, but it was impressive. But, but, you know, like, Chris Paul can get Joel Embiid, like, uh, easy 12 points where Joel Embiid doesn't do anything. Just, you know, like, you're starting the game with 12 points just because you have Chris Paul as, with your size. You know, so like, and it's it'd be OKC smaller market. I, I don't know, I, I mean, but there's something has to he he. But you don't know, you don't know if he he might just go there and pout all day. You know, like who who knows? I, I don't well, I, I don't know. I, I would definitely the mental. If I was gonna get in the Joel Embiid business, though, we, we'd have to do some serious psychological evaluation. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and but it's to me, it's it's. I'm just trying to figure it now how how do you do this if you're the Sixers because if you have a dumpster fire during the playoffs because you put word out that hey we're we're going to move these guys you know yeah yeah it, it could has get to be off yeah like you have to like just not mention this which is impossible in today's NBA like you know these yeah. things are so like buddy healed in Sacramento <laughs> like I. I'm I I'm not breaking any news here because I don't have any any reporting on this, but like it just feels like he might not be there, you know, right. in a future season. So, um, because the way that people talk about this stuff and the way that stories get put out, you could just it's almost like you could just read it, you know. Um, but anyway, the you 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 got to have probably a pretty good performance in the playoffs, you know, something that gives people something to chew on. But then you right. just throw this out, I think, in the offseason is like, hey, we have made the decision to pivot. These guys are for sale. Everybody get up here, give me your best offer, you know, yeah. and and you do that thing. I think it's a to me it's like a no brainer. Will I mean, they will they do it? That's the that's I, I don't know. I mean that's the that's the thing. You know, there's something about um in sports about really rich guys being in charge of things, whether it be coaching or in the front office, that I think at Elton Brand maybe does, maybe maybe he has the cojones to do it. Because what what, what what's the worst thing that's going to happen to Elton Brand if everybody in the league thinks he's a terrible front office person? He just goes back to being a really, really, really rich guy. You know? Like, <laughs> you know? Like, hey, like, it's kind of like Vlade and Sack, you know? He, yeah. he, he does not care doesn't care you know like he'll do his he'll he's gonna do his thing and you know what hey i i did it my way i tried it out i I made the best decisions i could they don't like me no one else wants to hire me Eh, what am i gonna do i'll tell you what if if you're out in brand and you make that decision you you might stick around a little bit yeah i mean i I think i mean because where are you where are you going i mean you've been that you have two max guys and it looks like they, and it's a very real possibility that they're not. Hey, getting got damn near three with Al Horford. I can't believe the money that Al Horford is making. Just, I mean, I know I saw this when it happened, but just looking at it again, and it looks really bad now, right? At least it's a decreasing deal in twenty twenty two. 
he will be making 26 instead of like right now he's making 28. But those are the things that kill your cap sheet in, in just spectacular ways. Um, Horford, I don't know if he makes it out of this, um, you know, contract looking good. No, he's not, he's not going to. I mean, if they owe him <laughs> after this year, 29, what was he? He's, he's making as much as Joel Embiid. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, uh, I think it's a great thing. I love when teams get ahead of this stuff rather than just yeah. sinking their teeth in and waiting it out. It's uh, it's a really smart Cause, move. Because if you don't do it in the offseason, you're risking the chance of another injury. They have some interesting young players, too, that you know you, you kind of would love to see them develop, like um, Matisse Teibel. Mm-hmm. Is is doing some things. Uh, Shake Milton's interesting. Um, Cork Maz maybe a little interesting, but not somebody you're going to obviously plan out, plan around. But you know, I think at least Tybal and, and Milton, you know, get them into sure. some bigger roles while you're, you know, have a bad season while everybody's looking pretty damn good, and yeah. get another top ten, you know, first round pick while you've also got the cash of picks coming in for those two, what people consider superstar players at, uh, right. you're going to get some serious return. So, uh, that'll be that I think. Cause we, we got maybe five, 10 minutes left. Um, I, I want to get like a minute on each of these things from you and we'll obviously go a little bit longer, but, um, the Clippers, and the Lakers. I think we both took the Clippers, right? Right. Has that changed for you after the deadline? Uh, no. Still on the Clippers? Yeah, I just don't see... You know, I, what's his name? Did you watch any of the Lakers-Celtics game a couple weeks ago? No. It was a Sunday game, I think. Sunday day game. Anthony Davis is pretty soft. Um, <laughs> you know, like, he's pretty soft. He he missed a couple of kind of bunny layups and, like, was really getting pushed way out of his space. And I don't know, because he's a really improved shooter and he's very comfortable shooting, but I, I just don't know if he can be a number one guy or even a real dependable number two. It seems like he, he, there's something that's a little bit off on his mentality. And I, I, I don't trust him. Like LeBron had to really do some things to win that, to pull that game out. And there was some couple of questionable calls against the Celtics. I, and I just don't trust Anthony Davis. Um, so I definitely, <laughs> I'm, I'm more, toward the Clippers, then I, I just don't feel very good about the Lakers' chances with Anthony Davis uh, in the last, in fourth quarters. I just don't, I don't trust them at all. I have a question with the Clippers, if any of this like really kind of lackadaisical stuff that I see on the court from them will be a thing in the playoffs. That's the, I mean, when they play, man, the game against the Kings, like they dogged it it was it was a classic king's win against the good team they (laughs) dogged it yeah i i don't know you would think with those guys you'd think with the the beverly's and the heralds that they wouldn't take days off like that but you know patrick patterson's and stuff but you know I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think in the playoffs because I think at the end of the day, like I, I really think that Kawhi Leonard is still significantly injured. It feels like that, yeah, because the, the know, explosion's I, not there at all. It's not there at all, and 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 there's those times in the game. I think I've watched enough Kawhi Leonard that like when something's, you know, he's got that mid range game is so devastating, and when he's missing. And they need a bucket, and he doesn't go to that, and he shoots another three. That just tells me he has no intention of making the explosive moves 
that he needs to. So I really think that they're just walking. He's he's just gonna finish just like last year. He he, he just is like get me there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm gonna bring it. And I, and unfortunately, maybe other guys are taking their cues from that. So that that could could pose a problem because we know Kawhi Leonard can turn it up. You know that we know he can, but can can a, can some of these other guys roll through? Paul George. Yeah, can he go through 25 games of not playing that intense and that focused and then turn it on? I don't know. So that would give me pause. But I, What I you're describing that. is the only thing that's giving me pause because I love the Marcus Morris signing. I mean, that shorted up for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they've... I mean, between, they're there. Between it, it, him and... Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on... One of my who's playing center for them right now? God, Zubach. Thank you. I I swear I know things, guys. Um, between the two of them, I think they can handle the bigger front court of like the Lakers or really anybody else at that point. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, yeah, they're not. They're not um... Yeah, I'm glad that, we had that. this little check-in because because I mean some of it just has looked so bad. You know, you 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 you, you the question is is do they turn it on in the off season? And I think the answer is probably yeah. But but those guys that you described earlier, Harrell and, and Beverly. Beverly's been injured. Yeah, um, Harrell has looked frustrated out there, and and it's mm-hmm. just this. You, you can kind of just see it without not. You don't need the reporting on it, but like. The guys that are that are maybe somewhat soft, mm-hmm. they're pissing off the guys that aren't. <laughs> it, it's so obvious, you know. You see it all the time. Uh, quickly, I, did you have one more yeah. thing? Well, yeah, I mean, just some of the. I mean, that that I really was concerned with watching that that game with Anthony Davis. I, I I'm concerned to the point where I might put Denver over there. I, we, I, we're going to do some more of these, obviously. I, I want to talk about Denver in a future cast. I want to really break down Houston, and that was going to be one of my questions here, but we'll probably just save it. Um, okay. <clears throat> and then um, I think that's it. Uh, Houston is intriguing me. Denver is intriguing me. Is there any other team? I mean, Toronto is intriguing me. And then Toronto is great. I would... Um... You know, I'm looking at these standings. <laughs> I, I think, you know, looking more toward the bottom there, this that race for eight is going to be really interesting. I, I didn't even want to bring that up with um, you. I'm stuck in that this. because, obviously, the Kings. Uh, the Grizzlies are, are both banged up and bad right now. They're, yeah, they're really bad. But, I mean, I you know nothing would bring... Adam Silver and the NBA more glee and joy that if New Orleans could get a hold of that eight seed, you know. Oh yeah, they would be ecstatic. Well, <laughs> to get I mean, on into the playoffs. Memphis <laughs> losing five in a row and losing Brandon Clark is such a big deal for me. He does so many different things for them. He's. Oh. It's amazing. It really is. Like it just you know how a, a young player, mid round, first round pick has has really, you know, they're in a bind. And but yeah. but they had this thing locked up. Yeah. You know? And and now it's anything but that because you're talking about legitimately one, two, three, four, five chase teams. One yeah. of those chase teams will go over five hundred down this stretch. Yeah. And, yeah. and Memphis does not look like they're going to go 500. So, uh-huh. you know, New Orleans has, you know, maybe the catbird seat with Portland dealing with um, Damian Lillard's injury. That's got to be killing yeah. him. Yeah. And yeah. then um, San Antonio, they look terrible, but, you know, they're the Spurs. So you got them and the Kings. Oh, man, we got to talk about them at some point, I'm sure. Um, the New Orleans really. Uh, but they stand out look- as the team that could could be the, be the eight. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fascinating that there there's this race even happening in the first place. They're under 500 in the West. Oh, that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Um, so, but then we'll talk about Houston at some point because they're 
winning eight and two in their last 10. Um, I know people are going to want to crown the small ball um, right off the bat. And, and I'm a big fan of small ball in certain situations. I've, you know, I've seen it work. Um, so yeah, we got no shortage of things to talk about. So uh, you got anything else here before I send us out with uh, get us out, get let's, us let's out. Get, us, get us out of here so we can go dance like Tom Steyer somewhere out oh, in the town know, square. I'm- I'm staying in the front of the computer for the next hour trying to find as many Tom Steyer dance videos as I can. I'm going to be America's foremost expert on Tom Steyer dancing. I'm telling you, man, Yang, the Yang Steyer ticket in terms of electability, I think you. Yeah. <laughs> something America can get behind. Um, I think that'll do it for us. Um, my, my wife is giving me the look through okay. technology. She's like... Are you done yet? Sorry, you don't sound like that, honey. But when she does me, you know, when she's talking about me with all of her friends and family, I sound way stupider than I just made her sound. <laughs> Follow us online, twitter.com slash K-O-Z-A-N-D-B-R-U show, where we haven't tweeted in three and a half years, and facebook.com slash K-O-Z-A-N-D-B-R-U show, and also on hoop-ball.com, where we got all sorts of fun stuff going on. Another one's in the books. Peace. Peace.